Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. But I'm in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, and I, I pondered on how the Lord would have me handle this. I wanted to save this for Sunday morning and work it up and work it out and, and, and get it, you know, uh, get, really get it put together, so to speak. That's not happening. This is more or less just off the cuff. A uh, few thoughts I gleaned and studied today. Did I say 2 Corinthians? I meant to. 12. Sometimes I just glance at Corinthians and I'll tell the wrong one. Don't be too hard on us preachers. I've had Moses in the ark once or twice. My wife would say, you know you called him Moses. I said, oh, did I? I didn't know. I didn't mean to. But uh, here we go. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm going to read down through. Uh, well, I, I told Jeff or Wade nine. I'm, I'm going to read all the way down through ten. So, or, so listen, listen tonight. Read along. It is not. It is not expedient for me, doubtless, to glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I knew a man in Christ above fourteen years ago. Whether in the body. I cannot tell, or whether out of the body, I cannot tell. God knoweth such an one caught up to the third heaven. And I knew such a man. This is Paul speaking in the third person here. He's talking about himself. Whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. God knoweth how that he was caught up into paradise. Now we know from Luke 16. When he when when he when was talking about hell there that uh, that the old beggar Lazarus was carried into the bosom of Abraham which was paradise at that time but paradise has been moved now and and so he's caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words which it is not lawful for a man to utter this is a heavenly language that they wouldn't allow him to speak as of yet we'll hear it for ourselves one day. Of such an one will I glory, yet of myself I will not glory, but in mine infirmities. For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool. For I will say the truth, but now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, or that he heareth of me. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. I want to teach, preach, whatever I do with this tonight on that's my thorn. The messenger of Satan to buffet me lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, 
That's hard. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in mine infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Father, I love you, and I thank you for helping us tonight. God, there's just been a sweet spirit in this place. I felt you, Lord. I pray you use me for a little while. God, uh, one more time, for the glory of my king, fill my mouth, guard my tongue. Preach me to the glory of the sovereign. Praise God forever. You do what you do in this place for your honor and glory. When you're through with me, call me home. I'll come to the house. So use us tonight, God, for your benefit and for the glory of the king and for the good of the people. I'll praise you for everything that's done. I ask it in my Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. That's, I don't know, I'm just sitting there last night listening to Brother Sonny preach and and he's not even talking about this, really. This ain't even in the, that's just how God, uh, I preached a message one time and used hail one time in the entire message. God met me at the back door and said, best hail message ever heard in my life. Well, that's what he got from the message. So that's why it spoke to him. That's the miracle of the living word of God. It'll speak to each one at that place where they need it. He'll show it to you. Well, last night, I obviously, I needed this. Maybe I'm preaching to myself tonight, but I've got a, I've got a suspicious mind. I, I'm thinking that maybe there's some others out here that might know what I'm talking about tonight. Oh, that's my thorn. We have that. Uh, Paul here is defending himself, his apostleship. He's got through with that. He could have boasted, but he wouldn't do it. And he said, now, I could boast, and I'd like to boast, but I'm not going to boast uh, because Paul was qualified to boast. What Paul done was Paul began his ministry in vision. He had a vision of the Lord. He saw the light. He heard the voice. And he saw the Lord. And, and those things, those visions continued, those revelations with Paul throughout the rest of his ministry. He, he was in a trance there once. He seen the man, told him to not go to Macedonia or, or to come to Macedonia. And, and so oftentimes, Paul's on the ship, the ship's about, the, the ship's going down, they're going to be saved. What happened? Somebody appeared, the angel of the Lord appeared unto Paul that night and said, hey, take courage, it's going to be all right. There ain't nobody going to die, just abide in the ship. Nobody's going to die. Hey, had another, had another vision. Paul said, I can boast about the visions. This is probably the greatest of his visions that he had. I've been to heaven. I don't know anybody else making that boast except Jesus. Paul says, I've been to heaven. Well, I knew a man that went to heaven. He wouldn't even say it was himself, but that's who he's talking about. And I heard some things I, I can't speak of, but there's some things I can speak of. Now, when Paul says this, in, in verse... For though I would desire to glory, I'd like to do it, he says. 
but I shall not be a fool, for I will say the truth. But now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above, watch this, that which he seeth me to be, or that he heareth of me. My Uncle Lyle Ledbetter said this, Joby Lyle said, Son, guard your reputation with everything you got. You only got one of them. Said if anybody ever accused you, let them make all the accusations but never be guilty. He said if you're standing in that place, you'll be all right. God take care of you. I adopted a little saying after that. I used to say it all the time and I don't use it as much anymore. But I'd say, do right and don't worry. That's a good philosophy to live by. Do right and don't worry. Because uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for. He's not giving us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of sound mind. We really don't have anything to worry about, but we, we like to borrow trouble. We assume something about someone or some place or some work or something God has asked of us. We assume we can't do it or somebody don't want me to do it or or I'll get in trouble if I do. Uh, the devil's good at making accusation. He is the accuser of the brethren. Now, this wasn't the devil himself that the Lord turned loose on Paul. But it's somebody, is one of his messengers. I want us to consider this tonight. Oh, that's my thorn. Because if I was to go around this room tonight and I was to ask you to get real with yourself and God and ask you, have you got one of them things in your life? I think if you'd be honest with yourself tonight with God, you'd have, might have to say, hey, I mean, it may be somebody from 20 years ago, but you're thinking, you know, when I run in them Walmart, my, I, my anxiety level rises up. I get the feeling bad. I turn down the next aisle just not to face them. Huh? Thorn. There's one honest one in the bunch tonight. But it's not always. I want us to do just as quick as God will let me tonight. I want us to, number one, as I pondered this, as we need to, you know what Paul done? He recognized his thorn. There was no doubt what it was. Paul wanted this thing gone. God said, no. Won't you just take, of all people, of all people, apart from Christ, but remember this, Jesus prayed three times in the garden. And the only one you hear speaking is Jesus. The Father never says a word to him when he's in the garden. It's just Jesus talking to the Father. And he does it three times. And his appeal is, Lord, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. But the Lord, hey, nevertheless, Jesus then speaking to the Father. Bless God. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. I'll do your will, Father. And you get no response from God. Now of all the people that ever preached the gospel apart from Christ. 
second best preacher that ever lived is Apostle Paul. Amen. God used Peter in a magnificent way, opened the door to the Jews, opened the door, used the key of the kingdom to open the door to the Gentiles and the Samaritans. I'll always leave that one out, but three times he used those keys, opened that door, then people understood that. He brought them the good news and some of them received it and, well, multitudes, as a matter of fact, received it and he done that and Peter was a great preacher, crucified the tradition says he was hung upside down so not to die like his Lord died and was crucified with his wife, by the way, at the same time it's what history teaches and there it was, Peter in that, but Peter's no Paul. As a matter of fact, Paul had to straighten Peter out one time. He said, when you're around the Jews, you're kind of looking down on the Gentiles. You now you ain't supposed to look down on nobody. I'm paraphrasing hillbilly lingo right there. Everybody here understood that. Lord, won't you take this thing away from me? I'm Paul. I've done everything you ask of me since you saved me. How about taking this away? Three times I sought the Lord. God said, no. We need to recognize our form. Now, Paul's thorn, and it's plain in this in here, uh, to, it was a thorn in the flesh, in the flesh. So most believe because of that simple statement, thorn, give it to me, a thorn in the flesh, the messenger, messenger of Satan to buffet me. In other words, to make it hard on me to bring, to hurt me, injure me, that it was a physical affliction that was Paul's thorn. Some of you right here tonight, I know your lives, pray with you and pray for you. You're living with physical afflictions right now. It's your thorn. It's your thorn. And I don't know, and I'm going to be, I'm just going to be, very transparent and, 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 and blunt tonight, but everybody in this room is praying for Newton Snow. And I don't know, Newt, why, why this affliction has come on you. And I've asked God every day since he did, since he found out. I begged him every day, take it away, God. Some others in here had some tests and some things done. And I said, God, I don't know if they prayed that way. I don't know. Uh, I, never did, I never did ask God to heal me and I was sick with COVID. Could not get liberty to ask him to do that. I just prayed he helped me. That's all I ever asked. I had a, I, thank God I had others praying that I'd get better. You won't believe that, but there was so there's a few praying that I'd get better. And God answered that prayer. And I got better. It took a while, but I got better. These others sitting here with afflictions, I know what a lot of them are. I don't know them all, but I know a lot. I know there's enough that it's hard for me to keep up with the few that's gathered here tonight, but I can look and see where people normally sit, and they're not here tonight, and I know why they're not here. But it's easy, it is easy for us to recognize physical affliction. Pray for Hoy Duncan. Of all people, Mr. Athletic, great shape, runner, weightlifter, having some physical affliction. 
I don't know if we ought not just eat, all eat 35 pounds of Tootsie Rolls and go on to glory. Just get it over with. <laughs> all them youngins like that part right there. They may not remember another thing I said, but they'll say, that, too, that preacher likes Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> uh, you're my kind. Uh, man. Just keep bringing them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach them. But see, look here. We know that we can spot it. We've dealt with it. We've had it. I mean, I've lived with it. My son encouraging me said, Dad, you've lived pretty much pain-free for 60 years. Get ready. It had to come. Thank you, bud. Physical affliction. I believe probably, I don't know what, but you can read. If you read any commentary at all, everybody's got a, a different idea of what was wrong with Paul. But we know that it was a thorn. Sent is a messenger of Satan. This thing, he was allowed, you know, God allowed, allowed him to touch Job. He allowed the devil to touch Job. He allowed him to touch Paul here. There's an affliction. He's wanting it gone. I can do a better job without it. Well, no, you can't. It's not physical afflictions. This, this, this doesn't just mean, this, this can mean something that annoys as much as something that, uh, that, that debilitates you. So it can, be, it can not only be physical afflictions, but it can be, it can be personal anguish Amen. that'll bring you, that'll be that thorn in the flesh and that's when the devil shows up and says they'll never be saved. You'll never do any better than you're doing now. You know that guy don't like you. Over and over and over. The messengers of Satan. Listen, the messengers of Satan, he doesn't just come and smack you once and walk away. Nah, he'll wake up. You'll get up in the morning. He'll be in the bedroom with you. You'll get in the car. He'll be in the automobile with you. You'll go to school. He'll be that, that gal or guy sitting right beside you at your desk. He's going to buffet you or she's going to buffet you today. Hey, he's got all kinds of tools and weapons out there. Hey, you just need to recognize your thorn. You can't do anything about Something until it's identified. You know why it's so important for the doctors to take all the pictures? They couldn't find my back issue. One MRI, x-rays, different doctors. The, diff, the guy, he said, Mike, I can't see it. We need another picture. You know why? He couldn't identify. So until he could identify it, he couldn't resolve the issue. It's that way in our lives. You've got to recognize what your thorn is. And Paul knew what his was. It's this infirmity in my body. But this word infirmity, infirmity means this. It means 
not only feebleness of body, but of mind. That's where I got the personal anguish out of this. It's in the mind. It's what you're thinking. You, you know where the devil plays, don't you? This is playground up here. As a man thinketh in his heart. This is where he wants to attack. This is what he wants to hold up. He gets you thinking wrong. He'll have you doing wrong. He gets you. Preachers aren't exempt from that, by the way. He gets us thinking wrong. We'll be doing wrong. I mean, we'll let up. We'll let down. We'll lay down. He gets you thinking wrong. You'll be doing wrong. Everybody, he can. Listen, I know the Holy Ghost indwells us. You think it didn't indwell Paul? You know what's about to happen right here to Paul? He's about, God's about to change his way of thinking. Paul's thinking, I need rid of this thing. I need rid of this. This thing's killing me. Lord, take it away. Lord, take it away. Lord, take it away. No. Hmm. Paul's got several choices here. He can quit. He can retire. He can give up. Or he can go on. You know what he said he's going to do? After God speaks to him. Jesus is God. You know that. Christ speaks to him. And he said, hey, my grace is sufficient for you. That, that word grace there is the supply of everything that we'll need divinely supplied. Whatever it is. For salvation, we're saved by grace through faith, that not of ourselves. We know that. It's for salvation. But it's more than salvation. It's that you might have life and have it more abundant. Now, I'm not promising you two camels and a fat ox and ever garage and stall and fridge full and all that stuff. Not a name it and claim it. I'm saying this, praise God. I've not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. I've seen them when it was down to biscuits and gravy. But biscuits and gravy is pretty doggone good, ain't it? Hey, listen. I'm talking about people that prayed food in on the table when there wasn't nothing there. I know a personal happening when there wasn't no food. And they'd go out under the apple tree and pray and come by. Somebody would be knocking on the door. Said, they just thought you might need something today. I brought you a box of stuff. I'm telling you, when you're living where God wants you to be, that grace is sufficient. He may not take that thorn, that infirmity away from you. He's going to give it to you. But God's going to take that thing that you think's going to kill you. And he's going to turn it into a blessing. How's he going to do that? By grace. So here, we need to, number one, recognize our thorn. Number two, this is the hard part, rejoice in our thorn. It's tough. I asked God to help me through COVID, but I never did thank him for it. Never. When I'd call for 10 straight days, they wasn't one time I just got on the floor and said, thank you, Lord, <laughs> for COVID. Not one time. Still talk to him. I need your help here. I need your help. 
Sonny Thomas said something last night that absolutely stabbed me when he got before that state association of free will Baptist pastors, leaders throughout this denomination within the state of Tennessee and confessed to having mental illness. Now, I've served on the board with Sonny for about two years now with family ministries, and, and, and you don't have to wonder what he's thinking, and he likes to talk. But I gained a whole other level of respect for Sonny Thomas because I guarantee you, I guarantee you that wasn't the flesh that get up there and confess about your mental illness. But he's sure enough done it, and when he done it, God lit my fuse. You know what that was? That's his thorn. That's his thorn. He confessed it to the whole bunch. That thing's on live stream. I mean, hey, the whole world knows it now, bud, not just your doctor. But you know what he done in it? He glorified God. He brought glory to God. I thought I wouldn't doubt if he never has any more problems with his mentality ever again it is in the power and that word power there means ability and abundance ability look what it says my grace is sufficient my strength's made perfect in weakness most gladly therefore will I glory in my infirmities infirmities again feebleness of body or mind I'm going to glory in the feebleness of my body or mind. That the power, the power, ability, that word in the Greek, ability and abundance. Not just a little ability, but ability and abundance. I'm going to rest that the power of Christ may rest, not I'm going to rest, that it may rest upon me. That means to put a tent over it. That literally means to put a tent up on. When he puts a tent up on, you cover it all the way around. I, that's what I'm going to rest in. Now, I'm not asking God to cripple me, do a bunch of things, bring me down. I'm asking him to, to touch bodies in this place tonight. There's, there's people in here I know hurting, troubled, uh, been to doctors with no answers. And, and struggling, and we had to stop and get medicine at the office on the way over here tonight for somebody, and they're not here, may be sick. But that word tent upon means to abide. Now, now, now I'm where I can do it. Because I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. And Brother Raymond Riggs, my old Bible teacher, said the TH on any word in the King James puts her in fluid drive, boys. That means it keeps on going. And it strengtheneth me. You real good about rejoicing in infirmities, preacher? No. I don't like headaches. I don't like anything that slows me down. I've learned I'm not as fast as I used to be because I've been trying to catch a three-year-old about half this day. He's quick as a mouse. I'm not agile. 
I used to not worry about running up a ladder. It didn't matter if, if, you could, if I could reach it, I could climb it. I quit climbing ladders. I did get on the house the other day and Colin told on me. He said, Paul's up on the roof blowing leaves off everywhere. I said, that was our secret, son. No secrets with a three-year-old. I'm not asking God for infirmities. And I'm asking him to remove a bunch. But if he don't move them, if he don't move them, I'm praying for grace that'll enable every infirmity in the building to glory in it and say, I'll take him. And I'll give him glory because no matter how this thing ends, it's going to be all right. Arnold Rich told me Sunday when we picked up Colin Boy. I knew Arnold was, Joe Best Daddy was starting those uh, uh, chemo or whatever treatment. I don't know exactly what it is they're giving him. A regimen of treatments on Monday morning. I said, Arnold, we got the church praying for you. I got the prayer room calling your name to God. There's people praying for you. And as calm as the sea at low tide, he said, Brother Mike, he said, I'm all right. He said, it's going to be okay. It don't matter how it goes. You know what that is? Sufficient grace. That's what that is. Do you think you'll escape? Now, there'll be something coming your way one day that'll take you home. But until then, Paul, Jesus asked for it. Jesus asked why on the cross. If Jesus asked why, I think we can ask why. Paul asked three times God take it away. God told him no, but I'll tell you what he done. He said, I'm going to glory in that thing. And he did. And the devil never had another victory over him. What's that right there? You buffet me if you want to. I'm going to give glory to the king. Do the best you can do, old bud. I'm going to give glory to the king. You see, I've talked to the master. And he said it's going to be all right. Because they're coming to get us on. I heard a story of a preacher said that he had a lady in his church that was one of the phenomenal saints in his church. And said she had had, a, she had had all kinds of health issues and troubles. And said he, uh, they told him, said, uh, said she, she wasn't at church. He missed her immediately. Said, why, why is she not here? She had a stroke this morning, Pastor. Said, she's, they, they, she's in the hospital. He said, immediately after church, I went straight to the hospital to find her. He said, I stepped out on the wing and said, I heard something going, Woo! He said, I thought somebody was dying. He said, I walked up to the desk and the woman said, you're looking for room right down there. That's her that you hear. He said, is she all right? Oh, yeah. Woo! Said he walked in the room. That's right, honey. Shout just like that. Walked in the room and said, there she lay. And said she'd had that stroke and her right side wouldn't move. She had her left arm and still moved. Said she had her left arm. She reaching over, had a hold of that right arm and said she was swinging it just like this. 
said, they said, preacher, he said, what are you doing? She said, that side don't work anymore, but this side does. And I'm raising my hands to the Lord and saying, blessed be the name of the Lord. That thorn didn't hurt near as much anymore. As we stand to our feet, they sing a song. You need to pray about something. You ought to come tonight. Brother Marcus, go ahead. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the time of truth.